Welcome to SOAR. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Stephanie. What a wonderful introduction to the SOAR podcast. I completely loved it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I enjoy it every time I listen to it also. So I'm, I'm glad that you liked it. The question is, was that you singing? No, I um, I had somebody create it for, for my podcast and radio show. Yeah, she's, I am not a singer. You would not want me singing a <laughs> jingle. That wouldn't go very well. <laughs> awesome job. Well, I am really excited to get into our topic today, which is seasonal resets to keep your health on track. So uh, this is the perfect time for it. We're getting into fall. And so I, I can't wait to hear all about the seasonal resets. But first, I just want to read your bio so um, my guests understand who you are. So Janice Saunders is an award-winning salesperson and creator of the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective. In her 30-plus year career, Janice is known for her unparalleled enthusiasm for life, teaching people to motivate themselves from within and helping them to develop superior systems to live the life they desire. Janice was born and raised in the Bronx was also an award-winning high school swimmer turned Howard University graduate who integrates her experience as a collegiate athlete into the work that she does. As a big believer in personal professional development, Janice earned both her MBA and life coaching certificate. Her 30-plus year career in the pharmaceutical industry has given her a bird's-eye view into how devastating illness can be on your career. Desiring to be a part of the solution, she decided to create a system to help professional Black women who struggle with adding healthy habits. And her system that she created is called the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective. It equips all participants with cutting edge tools and techniques to not only be more mindful and prepared to add healthy habits each day, but to also stay consistent while building a satisfying career and a fulfilling life that they will enjoy. All right. So now you have been officially welcomed. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. I always like to start off by asking my guests to share their story. Um, one of the goals that I have here in the SOAR community is to build community. And I think one way we build community is by sharing our stories with each other. So what's your story? Well, my story is one of city kid, goes to a Hollywood school and turns into a professional. That's really what it is. I mean, I grew up in the Bronx and went to basically public school my entire life. And after being in a lot of different things, gravitated to swimming. 
And in the 70s and 80s, when I was swimming, there weren't any African-American people really swimming mm -hmm. in New York. There were pockets of programs across the United States that were that were solid, just like the one program or two programs like we had in New York. And, you know, after, you know, being a high school city champion, going to Howard and swimming a few years, getting injured and getting my degree in things, I found that swimming was a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it really was the reason I got hired for my first job. You know, they, <laughs> they you know, oddly enough in sales, I first, my, my first job was with Pfizer. And I, you know, after I got hired, I was wondering, you know, there were a lot of people from with way more experience than I had who had gotten these jobs. And the hiring manager, you know, she pulled me aside. She said, you know what? We know that athletes are determined. They know how to set goals. They know how to keep on track for their goals. And that's really what sales was about. And that's why I was able to be successful because I knew how to set goals and actually go out and, and work towards them. And I wasn't afraid of that. And that was probably one of the reasons I've been successful as an account manager in the pharmaceutical industry. But the pharmaceutical industry was something I had never heard of as a young person. You know, I did not know what the making of medications and selling of medications was all about. And Pfizer was my first foray into that. And selling medication for people with hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, arthritis, really did give me a bird's eye view to, oh my gosh, I do not want this for my life, nor do I want that for any of my friends. I don't want it for my family. How can I you know, use my life as a way to help people to move in a direction that is towards better health? Because it really was scary. I had never known, you know, what hypertension or diabetes could do. And or any of these depression, any of these uh, illnesses. And I do know what they can do now. And, you know, I'm not saying that anything that I'm doing is going to prevent that because I would never say that. But what I am saying is that when you are more mindful and prepared and consistent with adding healthy habits, mm -hmm. you have the opportunity to do better in whatever stage you're at on your health journey. And that's what my goal is. And that's where I am today. I am a person who is a creator of the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective. And that's what our goal is, to make women take themselves and their health not take themselves seriously, because I think we take ourselves seriously, but prioritize health first. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. Even I resonate with your story because even as a physician, you know, seeing chronic illness after chronic illness, hmm. and realizing that I really wanted to be more on the preventive side of that mm -hmm. in terms of the things that we can do, taking control of the things that we have control over. Obviously, we don't have control over everything, but there are some things that we can control. So I really can resonate with with what you were saying. I mean, let's let's face it, you know, 
over 80% of illness that people have is preventable. Mm -hmm. However, you know, if that, if it was that simple, people would be preventing things right on, you know, right on time. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody wants to not feel good. And that's, you know, what I've learned during this pandemic is that what I know is that people in my neighborhood are exercising more, they're out more, especially early in the pandemic when people had more time. So what I noticed was that there was a need of, of pull towards, hey, if I have more time, I'm going to do more exercise. And so I was very, um, I was very hopeful with that uh, yeah. sign of more people exercising, you know, early in the pandemic. So that's, it's just one of those things. Well, as we are approaching fall, I still have not made peace with the fact that summer is ending. But um, anyway, I guess inevitably I will have to as we're approaching, <laughs> we're approaching fall. It's a great time for a reset or a refresh. You know, as the seasons change, it's a great time to take inventory. So I'm really curious to know how you got interested in seasonal health habits. That's a little different than what we normally hear. It is, it is a little different. And like I said, early in my career in the early nineties, I was, you know, working in Harlem and I noticed that there was a place called the Harlem Holistic Health Center. So of course, you know, I'm in the health field. I said, well, let me go in here and check this out. And I met a woman named Daya who had a fasting group that met seasonally. She invited me to join and I said, you know what, I'm going to join. But what I didn't realize that it was, a, a, it was like a 21 day commitment. You know, seven days you get off of your, your normal diet, seven days you're on a juice fast and then seven more days to get back to your normal diet. But what she introduced me to was a, a way of resetting seasonally and being mindful of what organ systems are associated with each season, irregardless mm -hmm. of whether I know in depth of what the organ system is. But what I do know is now I'm aware, you know what? I'm aware of my skin as one of the largest organs, you know, in our body. I'm aware of my circulatory system, what's keeping me going, my heart, you know, so I, each season is associated with an organ system. And just having that awareness makes people say, you know what, what can I do this season that's going to, you know, work on this particular organ system? And it, and it all, it never fails that, you know, eating more healthy foods and moving your body are two of the things that, that do a lot of good. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got interested in, in, having a seasonal reset. And I did that for many years. <laughs> that is very interesting. I never knew that each season is correlated with a different body system. <laughs> so Chinese medicine, check it out. Okay. okay. Yep. Um, there's so much wisdom in ancient practices that mm -hmm. we don't always take advantage of being, yep. you know, so focused on Western medicine. Mm -hmm. So that's, awesome that you're kind of bringing together all of your science knowledge from the pharmaceutical in industry with Western um, wisdom mm -hmm. and just 
giving people options to have a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, I think people do want options and they want ways to be healthy without, you know, having to spend a lot of money, without having to buy a lot of equipment and do a lot of stuff that they're not really prepared to do. Absolutely. So what are, you mentioned fasting. Mm -hmm. what, are the, what are other things that you would consider seasonal health habits? Well, we're in the season right now of Virgo. That's another season that we kind of look at. And the astrological seasons are, are also something that many people pay attention to. And every ast astrological sign is associated with a body region. And the Virgo season is focuses on the core. So for example, this September, the people that are in the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective, we're working on core values. So we take metaphors very, very seriously. And I wouldn't even say I'm a metaphors person, but but it is something to think about because like you said, you, we need to think about resetting and the core values are very important. What are your core values? What's important to you? How are you spending your time? And if being healthy is important to you, well, let's think about it. Write down what you do all day. Let look at it. I'm not judging you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not judge and jury. This is for you. This introspective work is for you to look at and review. And if that is not connecting to what your core values are, then, mm -hmm. you know, how can you strengthen that? And we also do some, there are some exercises that we recommend, that I recommend to strengthen your core. And lo and behold, I've never seen this not work. When you strengthen your body, you strengthen who you are and you present with your core values more mm -hmm. confidently. And it's, it's just one of those things. The body is such a, a way that it brings our presentation forward in such vivid view for people. You know, when we feel strong on the inside, no matter what our size is, and people think, oh, size, I'm, I might be a little overweight or or I might be heavier than I'd like, I'm not gonna be strong. Ah, 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 au contraire. There is strength at every size. And when you strengthen your body, you strengthen your core values. So mm -hmm. it's just, we, we do that type of seasonal work as well every month. So it is some introspection that's going on along with, you know, because we're, it, you know, being healthy is so much more than what you eat, and how many steps you're doing. Because, <laughs> I mean, that, that's great, but it's, it's just a lot more, a lot more. I, I love how you said, um, when you feel strong, you present with your core values. That's, that's just, just imagining, envisioning that. That's just beautiful. Um, because everything is connected, you know, the, the mental, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual, mm -hmm. it's, it's all connected. And so you can get to one through the other. So um, what yeah. that does is it gives me hope. So for the one that maybe I have more challenges in, if I can strengthen the other one, it's going to benefit 
the area that I'm maybe having more challenges in. So take, for example, working the wheel of the astrological seasons. Every season is uh, focuses on a different region. And, you know, my sign is Capricorn. So the Capricorn, the knees region are what we focus on. And the knees are about stability and moving and how to get move yourself forward. Pisces is about the foot. You know, the feet hold you up. Are you able to flex? Are you able to pivot? These are all metaphors that we look at each month when we move into a new astrological season, which is also wrapped up in fall, winter, spring, or summer. But it gives us another angle to think about areas of our lives where we need to be communicating more of what we need to people, where we need to be connecting more deeply with mm -hmm. others because surface, surface, you know, connections aren't doing it for us anymore. You know, at this stage in our lives, we want to connect more deeply with people and mm -hmm. really feel those connections. And looking at these particular uh, seasons helps us to get a little bit more, um, a little different lens of what we're going through in our own lives. Absolutely. And you know, I have to ask about my season, which is Leo. Ooh, <laughs> so Leo is fire. Do, do, do. Leo is the heart. The heart center is Leo. And Leo is about uh, being out there with your heart. And that is not easy, you know, to be seen and be visible with what's important to you, what's pumping blood through your veins that's keeping you alive. That Leo is strong in the heart center. It's the, uh, the upper back and the, the, upper, the, 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 the upper back and the heart. That's, that's where Leo is. So be very strong in that area. Okay. And ways to strengthen it to uh, keep you, uh, you know, to keep that posture very mm -hmm. uh, open. You can tell. And that's another thing that when we go through the seasons, we can tell through the posture, you know, if that if you need some uplifting and strengthening in that area. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we see people who are sunken. Mm hmm. And we know that maybe there's something going on in the heart center. Maybe it's a broken heart, maybe. And it's not for me to decide. It's not for me to know. But when we're in a group together, it's for you to look inward and say, is my heart broken? <laughs> Could it be anything? Could have been yeah. 25 years ago. Have I gotten that out of the system yet? Do yeah. I need to do some reflective work on that? So yeah, Leo. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for explaining that and introducing this concept I've never heard before. Um, the concept is called body astrology. Okay. Thank you. Body astrology. Yep. Now I have been stalking your Facebook page just a little bit and I really do love your videos and love how you put yourself out there often to share with your community and the other content that I found. 
And one of your videos talked about combining the woo with the science. And I think we just talked a little bit about the woo yep. uh, in terms of the astrology. Yep. And so how do you combine that with the science? Because you have a high science background too in the pharmaceutical industry. Well, there are a couple of ways because woo is great and woo helps us to be reflective, but there are many validated tools that have been studied at, let's say for instance, the Greater Good Institute out at the University of California at Berkeley. One of the tools that we use in our group, I you know, didn't realize it had been studied. I've been doing a gratitude practice for decades. Mm -hmm. I have that established in my being. And who knew that this has really been studied in science with people who are sitting around, that's their job to say, does this work better than nobody doing a gratitude practice? And yes, it does. Mm -hmm. That is a fact. Get a gratitude practice rolling in your life and you're going to feel better. You're Absolutely. going to feel better. So the Greater Good Institute has a toolkit and I use some of the tools from the Greater Good Toolkit. Another one of the tools that I use is laddering. There is a concept that is called laddering where you start small and you increase. Now this seems like common sense, right? You know, if you want to get on a, say you want to start cooking more, you don't go and buy seven days worth of meal of food. You go buy one day or two and say, you know what, maybe I'm going to cook two days this week, you know, and see what happens. And then if that works out, then maybe next week you try to cook three days a week. Because as a seasonal sister, you know, we, we're all about cooking at home sometimes mm -hmm. because we know what goes into our food and we can adjust the salt and the sugar because we don't want to go without. We want our food to be tasty and delicious. Mm -hmm. So we want to make it at home and dip and dab. But the point is laddering is a tool that has been shown to increase people's stick to for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. any plan, to any plan that they're going to do. So that's the, those are just two ways. And, and I have to say that there's another theory called the fresh start effect. Mm -hmm. Now, Daya, I met Daya in 1992 on 125th Street. <laughs> I don't know if there's any data dating back to 1992 on the fresh start effect. But the fresh start effect is now in literature at the University of Pennsylvania on behavior change. Mm -hmm. So that is how you can look at the science catching up to what people who have been involved in their health and being healthy have been doing for millennia. Mm -hmm. so the fresh start effect says, hey, listen, when there's a special occasion, which I have turned seasons into a special occasion. Hey, Kay, I have turned seasons into a special occasion. And now that special occasion is a reason for us who are seasonal sisters to start fresh. Because by, let, let's, let's face it, by September, we forgot what we were doing in June when, 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 when summer started. Oh yeah. I'm, 
everything we had on our plate that we were the streaks we were on, you know, maybe we were drinking water, maybe we we're exercising every day, you know, whatever is three times a week, whatever it was we were trying to do. Many of us have fallen off. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and we need that reset to get back on because what we did in the summer may not necessarily be what we're going to do in the fall because our fall is so different. Right. Or what we need to do. That's right. Well, yeah. right. What we need to do. You may have. And that's the other thing we think, oh, what our goals were in June are going to be our same goals in September. Which right. sometimes that true that's true, but right now my thing, my most important thing now has changed in September from what it was in June. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. I've got new focused, and and everybody does this. This is we change our clothing, we change our makeup, <laughs> we change everything seasonally, you know. But we don't think about changing our rituals for health seasonally, which could be the first thing. Yeah. And another thing is that um, seasonally, a lot of us, our mental health shifts or our emotions shift. A lot of people have seasonal affective disorder. I know in the wintertime, my mood is lower. Mm-hmm. So if I'm thinking about healthy habits from a perspective of seasons, then probably when I get to the winter season, I probably want to change some priorities in terms of what my healthy habits are to address what I know are some of the issues that come up during those seasons. So, uh, so that's, that's, that's great. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And we can all feel right now, the light is dwindling, you know, because once we start moving into, you know, closer to the fall season, we know that the light outside, we're losing daylight hours and we feel it. We feel ourselves losing daylight hours and, and that affects us. So what does that mean? How would you change what you're doing. What, what the one thing we got to do is prioritize it. So we know if that's an issue, if you have the opportunity, one of the things that you can do is maybe take a break around 2.30 in the afternoon and walk around your parking lot at your job, mm-hmm. if you can, because then you're prioritizing getting some of that sun vitamin and sitting there and drinking it in a little bit getting it into your soul, even if you've got on a winter coat, that's still yeah. going to do something good for you. Okay. I, I'm, I'm still in that. I like that idea because it does like I get irritated, especially mm. if I work a long day and I miss the sunlight, you know, going, you know, so um, just being intentional about grabbing some sunlight. Yeah. Drinking it in, just sit there. Drinking it in. Um, and Take this is another great suggestion that Cara has. She says she makes a new vision board quarterly to reflect the seasonal shifts. Um, That is a seasonal fresh start right there. There's four seasons, there's four quarters. She's already um, giving herself a fresh start. I love it. I, I completely love it. Yeah. And someone else mentioned the holidays that, that, I mean, that's like a whole season unto itself, right? (laughs) Holidays holidays can derail you. However, when you prioritize your health during the holidays, everybody that you're around is going to be healthier. Believe it. Not only will you be less overwhelmed, 
less up to here with everything you've got to do, you'll learn how to use what I call the five ways to be healthier to take yourself down a few notches. I mean, one is, you know, we, we don't drink enough water. I mean, let's be realistic. That is just one of the simple things that we can do is prioritize hydration, even in the winter, even in the, of course, in the summer. And we also want to prioritize movement and outdoors if we can, you know, even if it's just 15, 20 minutes of walking around your parking lot twice, that's going to do something for you. Mm -hmm. And we also want to prioritize breathing, you know, and using breath to help us feel better. I mean, there are all types of breathing that you can do. And we talk about those in the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective that can take down your stress because sometimes we don't know how to, you know, decommission all that anxiety that's in our body. Mm -hmm. And we need to take control of that because that's just producing cortisol. That's not helping us. And that's just taking us down a road that we don't want to be on. And we can do something about that. And using our breath is one of the things that we can do. And of course, there is always getting our rest. During the holidays, how many times are we leading into the holiday thing? We yeah. have already stayed up three nights, chopping, cooking, you know, putting stuff in the freezer, you know, like making sure we got the whole dinner ready because we know so-and-so can't cook and it's going to be a long night and we don't want it to be like that. So we, we overdo. And learning how to uh, just take our rest, prioritize mm -hmm. our rest is, is an important thing. And of course, eating more healthy foods. Those are just five things that they're in our mind, but we're not oftentimes we're not prioritizing them with our actions. We, we prioritize them in our mind for sure. Cause oh, we know we wanna be healthy, but then our actions kind of take us to, well, it's not really, not really a priority. <laughs> right, absolutely. Um, now you've mentioned the Healthy Habits Collective. Mm -hmm. So I am just curious. So exactly what is it because do you, do you have a different group every season? Do you have the same group? How long does it last? What does it entail? I just want all the details. All the details. Well, I'll tell you, I am going to be talking about adding seasonal healthy habits. It just so happens this Sunday, okay, in a masterclass called Add Seasonal Healthy Habits. We're going to be getting into a lot of why adding seasonal healthy habits is important and how this simple practices can help you to have more energy to do everything that you love. Now, the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective is you can join seasonally and we're leading into joining for the fall season. And what do we do? We meet every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. There is coaching every single Monday, just about, unless it's a holiday, we're not coaching. But we have Mondays where we introduce the first Monday of the month. I introduce what we're talking about and what the focus is for the month. And whether it's, you know, whatever astrological season we're talking about, maybe we're also going to talk about, you know, if there's, a, you know, some type of winds of change going on. We'll talk about how that might be showing up in our lives personally and professionally. And there'll be some reflective questions to to go through 
on Mondays and you use your workbook at your pace. There's always affirmations in the workbook. There's always a recipe. There's always my signature, one fact, one tip and one recipe every time. And it's never just one tip because you can't get away with one tip. And so that's Monday. That's the first Monday. The second Monday is about coaching to grow. It's a simple coaching model that I teach that each person can use on their own when faced with something that they need to, you know, get on right away, you know. And then on the third Monday, we read one book a season. Like this season, we're reading Intuitive Eating. It's by, uh, I forgot who it's by, but it's a workbook. So we're working through that workbook. It's the principles of intuitive eating. We mm -hmm. have read uh, Connect, which is the touchy-feely book about connections from the authors at Stanford. We've also read uh, a, um, Die Empty, which is, a, which is a great book as well. So we've read, a, we've read a few books. We read one book a season. And then on the last Monday, we celebrate with Mocktail Monday. And that's everybody's favorite. You know, we all, I always share the mocktail that I'm making and everybody brings a, a you know, a faux cocktail. Some people bring regular, it doesn't matter. And to the event, and we talk about our wins because when do we get the opportunity to prioritize how healthy we are. Hmm. I mean, and what you've done. It's really something. I mean, we prioritize everyone else's wins. But when do we sit back and say, I won? When is Dr. Stephanie saying, I have done how many podcasts? <laughs> Celebrate good times. Come on. You know, yeah. I mean, we've got to celebrate what we do that keeps us healthy because this podcast is part of you connecting with people on a deeper level. And that connection keeps you vibrant and healthy. I, I, I love how you, um, how you put that in the health category. I mean, I, I do, I am intentional about celebrating, but I would never have thought to think of my podcast as something that keeps me healthy. So thank you for that. In the world of seasonal sisters, honey, there's three things that encompass how good we can feel and keep us healthy and strong. And one of them is our body. Like, let's be real. If our body, and that means our mind and our body, is strong, and then we feel good. And then there's about what are we communicating? Are we communicating our values to people? Are we sharing what matters most to us? Are we really getting our message across to people. That's another thing that's very important to how we feel. It makes us feel good when we're able to do that effectively. And the other thing is connecting with people. And that's where your podcast comes in. Your podcast keeps you connected to people and allows you to spread that with others. And what greater feeling is there when you're connecting with people on that level? So that's where connecting and connecting is different from for everyone. You know, some people in the group, you know, they want to connect with their daughter. They want to connect with their intimate partner in a, in a better way. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give everyone who's listening another, another little pearl. There's another validated tool that is called 36 questions to closeness. And 
this tool is, you know, it's on the internet, you know, but what, what's great about it is that this tool has been studied to increase closeness between people when used properly. Mm. These questions, nothing, you know, we, it, gone are the days when you ask somebody, how you doing? <laughs> You're not going to get anything from that. How was your day? You know, what are you learning? You know, they got stuck in a traffic jam. You want more. And in the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective, we, we challenge each other nicely, of course, to use these tools. Who are you going to use it with? What are you going to say? How are you going to respond? You know, so because it's an exchange. So connecting is very important to feeling good because if we're not connected, you're isolated and alone. And just, that's just not what anyone wants. Mm -hmm. It's tough to feel healthy and good when you're isolated and alone. And there are a lot of people who even are in groups mm -hmm. and all of these organizations that are isolated and alone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things I always ask about on my podcast is limiting beliefs. And I'm just curious as to what limiting beliefs you had to overcome in order to get to this point of embracing this healthy lifestyle that you're living. Well, I think limiting beliefs are just, just tough. And I think my major thing is rejection. That, that's one of my limiting beliefs. And I, I have rejection is one of those things that it's going to happen. You know, you're going to get rejected from jobs. You're going to get every conversation you uh, embark on may not have the outcome that you desired. And that may be a form of rejection. You feel I'm in sales. So I'm getting rejected all day long. So my skin has gotten thick. But rejection is one of those things that I have had to learn how to, to work with in order to move forward. I mean, you can't be an entrepreneur and have rejection be something that's gonna be a 45 pound weight on your ankle, because it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be hard to ask somebody to join your group. It's gonna be hard to share what you're all about with people if you're afraid they're gonna be, that you're gonna get rejected. It's tough, but I had to overcome that. And it is, uh, how did I overcome it? I used the ladder, the ladder principle. I mean, I've been in business for a long time and, you know, I'm, I do videos, you know, once a week and I didn't I saw all those lives you do. And uh, lives is one of those things that, that I have that little, uh, a little limiting belief around. So mm -hmm. I was like, she got all these lives. <laughs> well, not only, it's not only that too, it's the shame of, oh my goodness, only one person viewed it. So there's a lot wrapped mm -hmm. up in, in Instagram lives. You know, you got to start small and be consistent. And so here we go. We got to be mindful of how that makes us feel. I'm going to walk you through one of our tools. Boy, does that make me feel nervous and scared, you know, and I feel like, gosh, 
I, I might even feel a little bit of shame if nobody comes on my live. But you know what? I'm not the only person who feels this way. There are billions of people on the internet doing lives with nobody is looking at their lives either. And they may feel the exact same way. But you know what? What you have to say, Janice, is important. And there may be one person who clicks in or who shares it with a friend who may get something. So keep it up. You're going to be all right, girl. <laughs> and that's what you would tell a friend. Absolutely. So we have to get to that point where we give ourselves that compassion and we're telling ourselves what we might tell a friend. And we mm -hmm. learn how to do this in the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective, because that's not something that we're trained to do. But it is something that helps us to overcome limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. That was great. That was a great example. Ah, thank you. I, I, I appreciate the pep talk for the, I think I'll do a live uh, on Monday. <laughs> Got to be prepared too. prepare for your lives. People walking around talking about they don't prepare for their lives. That is not true. You have a content planner, prepare for your lives. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what you're going to say. So be prepared and then you got to get consistent with it. Absolutely. Um, there was something else that I found curious when I was on your page. You had a post about um, a recommendation of attending faith-based service mm -hmm. as one of the things that helps you to stay healthier. So yep. I would just love to hear how your faith intersects with your healthy habits and why you think it's important for um, us to uh, incorporate that into our seasonal healthy habits? Very good question. Um, I think faith without works is one of those things that is not going to give you the results that you desire. And I think that one of the things that in the blue zones, it's a book about people who in nine different places across the earth of the globe, rather, these people live to be over a hundred, they become centenarians. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they do is they have a tribe that where they have, you know, they, they believe in something. So that's how that faith-based uh, comment came onto my website, uh, on, my, on my page. But the point is, if you have faith, but you don't do any work and you've set a, a goal out there, mm -hmm. it's gonna be really difficult to reach that. You gotta do some work. And it, it's, very, it's, very, it's very curious how we set goals. And one of the things, exercise is so easy to talk about, but we set a lot of goals, but exercise is one of those, let's, let's talk about writing a book. There may be some authors out there. Well, you know, you may be sitting, driving in your car, right? And you're like, you know what? I'm going to get up at five every morning for the next two weeks. And I'm going to really dive into my book. While you're driving is not the best time to set the goal of writing your book at 5 a.m. But this, that's when I get all my best ideas when I'm driving and I can't write them down. And then I forget them when I'm <laughs> driving. You need to use voice record on your phone. That's what I do. I'll, I'll just say, hey, Siri, and just... Yeah and tune it right in. However, the time to set the goal, and this is another thing that's been validated by people who study what goals actually get done and what doesn't get done. The people who set goals while they're doing the goal, 
that's those are the people who actually stick to what they're doing. And that's interesting because when you if you say, hey, you get up at five, you start writing and you're like, you know what? I think this is a good thing for me. I'm going to keep doing this. That's when you you're, you're actually more likely to stay to that as opposed to, you know, when you're driving, you say, hey, I'm going to do that. Or when you're having dinner, hey, I'm going to get up and do that. It, you know, so that those are different ways that we maximize the tools of science to actually be just begin to be sticking to our goals more uh, actively. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So the, the last thing I wanted to ask you is what advice do you have someone who is brand new to the concept of seasonal healthy habits? How can they get started? Well, I'd say if you're new, join me in my masterclass on Sunday at Seasonal Healthy Habits. And if you want to do something, it's a great time to say, hey, what's, what's fresh in the produce aisle? You know, what's in season in the fall? You know, we have corn that's in season, figs are in season, and start experimenting with those products, let's say, with those foods, and do something easy. That, that's, that's on the food side. That's something that you could do on the food side. And on the moving your body side, I would, I would say paying attention to when there's daylight, getting outside and walking in nature. That's a seasonal healthy habit that you can do throughout every season. And uh, that is another tool that produces all the goods all the good stuff in your body. So I think, but start small. Don't try to bite off more than you can chew. Like, you know, don't try to say, well, I'm going to do one, two, I'm going to do all five things every day. Give yourself one thing a week. I'm going to make a seasonal meal with seasonal foods once a week. And then, and then move forward. And if you need, you know, help with that, you know, by all means, reach out because we've got plans and there, there's a whole lot to seasonal, healthy living. Awesome. Well, that's a perfect segue into my next question, which is how do we reach out? How can we follow you? How can we join the masterclass or join the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective? Well, I hope that uh, you'll follow me on Instagram at the real Janice Saunders. On my Instagram page, you'll be able to find a link to the masterclass, which is this Sunday, September 11th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard. But you'll also be able to, you know, uh, stay connected to me by downloading my free gift, Five Ways to Be Healthier. And then, we, then we'll be in communication, incommunicado. My website, <laughs> you can click into that and look around and see what's there. But uh, just send me a DM, introduce yourself, you know, let me know that you heard about what we're doing on the SOAR podcast so I can know you a SOAR friend. <laughs> and, um, you know, I would be happy to meet you. 
Yes. That's really how to get connected. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. This was a really inspiring conversation. I definitely learned a lot that I didn't know. And I feel like I can leave this conversation and pick that one thing or that second thing to at least get started with thinking about it from a seasonal perspective. And I think that's a really helpful framework. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate your time. And we have someone else who said it was wonderful and thanking you. Another one of our sorers. That's what we call ourselves. <laughs> um, but thank you so much and have a wonderful evening. Well, I, I don't want I don't want to end just yet. I want to thank you, Dr. Stephanie, and I want you to give us your uh, what are you going to start with with your seasonal healthy habit? What are you going to do tomorrow? So what I am going to start with is the suggestion that you had of the um, seasonal foods. To really look at what's in season and uh, make something once a week. Once a week, that's that's a big one for me. Cooking is not something that I do all the time. Start with once a month. (laughs) Oh, start with once a month. Don't don't don't, you you see you see what I'm saying? saying? Start with once a month because we think that we need to be Betty Crocker, but if if we're not, then we need or B Smith. We we got to start where we are. Check in. I'm going to be posting uh, this month the uh, what is the one I'm doing? Baked figs with maple syrup and cinnamon because figs are in season in September. I so, love and, figs. And figs aren't something that are in a staple food in the African American diet. Mm-mm. And one of the things that is important about being a seasonal sister is experimenting with new foods. And preparing foods in different ways, tasting them with new taste buds and being and deciding, hey, I like that. That is tasty. Okay. So here you're gonna try that. I will try that because I like figs. Okay. I hadn't had a fig in since I was in my in my 30s. And I was like, wow, I never heard of this. This is good. So I think that this is a, it's, it's something to experiment with. Absolutely. All right. Can we ask Julianne what she's going to do? Julianne, if you're still there, what are you going to do with your uh, seasonal, thinking about seasonal healthy habits? Let's see if she, if she types something in. Yeah. If anybody has, knows what they're going to do for, a seasonal healthy habit, feel free to type it in the comments. Since we have to, oh, since wait, we- I think I might have one here. Okay. Seasonal vegetables, wonderful. Okay, well, that's great. Salt free, okay. All okay. vegetables are salt free. You know, when you pull them out of the ground, they don't have salt on them. So no need to add it, huh? Okay, and and Julie's going to work, uh, going to focus on her workout program. Well, you know, let me let me just share this. Sometimes when this is an interesting thing too, when it comes to workouts, sometimes we do Pilates when we really need to be doing cardio, you know, and we got to decide like what our and many times our workout goals are not hit. Like we we have a 
the politically correct thing in our mind where we say, oh, I don't want to lose weight. I'm not out here to try to lose weight. But really in the back of our mind, we know we need to, we, not we need, but we really want to lose that, you know, that last 10 pounds or the last 15 pounds and we need to tone up. But in, then we're just, you know, then we're doing Pilates and that's not giving us the cardio that we need. I mean, we got to recognize as African-American women, 49% of us, African-American women, have cardiovascular disease mm -hmm. by the time we're 20 years old. Mm -hmm. So cardio needs to be in our workout plan. Because sometimes, I mean, I meet people and they have a workout plan and it has nothing to do with cardio. And they say they want to lose 25 pounds. So it's very hard. We got to make sure that what we want, we've honestly said what we want. We've honestly mm -hmm. reflected on it and we're okay with it because nobody's judging what I want out of my plan and nobody is judging you out of what you want. So I think that's, that's, a, that's an important thing. More sleep. Yes. I love that. If you feel tired, Laquita, if you feel tired, then yes, get more sleep. But there's a lot of data out there that shows some people don't need eight hours of sleep. Some people need less. Some people need more but manage your night routine, manage your day routine, mm -hmm. start cutting stuff off. You know what I mean? You know, maybe an hour or 30 minutes before start making your night routine, something that reflects sleep or loving. Okay. You know, like let's stop taking the computers and phones and all this stuff to bed with us so that, you know, we can't do what we need to do when we get under the covers those types of things prevent us from resting, you mm -hmm. know, and another um, waking up at, you know, the same time, making sure your room is dark. I mean, these are things that are obvious, but they're really not obvious sometimes. And they help, they, they prevent us from, um, you know, getting the sleep that we need because sleep is restorative for all of our bodily functions, you know, so, Yes. Well, we, we have a nice variety of seasonal healthy habits that people have committed to doing. And I'm so glad people joined and, and shared what they were interested in. And I'm glad I was able to provide a little bit of fun and, you know, share a little bit about it. it it's, it's all good. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate you, you know, being um, individualizing it because uh, that's one of the benefits of this uh, platform is that people can leave comments and you can speak directly to them. And that's even better than just kind of listening on the podcast. So I appreciate that. All right. Well, I just want everyone to have a wonderful weekend and a happy um, rest of the Friday. And thank you again, Janice. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Dr. Stephanie, for having me. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Good night.